of my favorite parts of this podcast is the music and the lyrics that are woven throughout. In this special between episode, I wanted to interview the songwriter, Sarah Beth Gohagen, to learn more about what she captured in the song, Firefly. Sarah Beth was born and raised in New Orleans and came to Nashville in 2000 to attend college and pursue a career in music. She spent nearly 20 years in the music industry, writing and recording songs before deciding to make a career shift into mental health counseling. She is currently interning at a university counseling center as she completes a master's degree. After her first play therapy course, she wrote this song, submitted it to American Songwriter, and her lyrics won honorable mention. I think it's pretty special, too. She lives in Nashville with her boyfriend, Nathan Clagus, who added the instrumental and recorded the song. A talented duo indeed. You can find her work under her easier-to-pronounce name, Sarah Beth Go. Now, here's the interview with Sarah Beth Gohagen. So thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Sarah Beth. Tell us a little bit about you and your background in songwriting. So I started playing piano when I was about nine years old. And I wrote my very first song around then, which was just a little piano piece. And I made my mom and dad and sister and brothers circle around me in the living room and listen. It was very simple and not very good, but I still remember it. And so it you were a performer even young. I was my, you know, my my doctor called me Sarah Burn or Sarah Hartburn, like Sarah Bernhardt, which is an old actress. Um, but I started writing songs when I was going to church with, there was a leader that had sort of influenced me and, you know, believed in me in some ways. And so I started writing songs and found it to be a really interesting, fun, magical endeavor that I hadn't had an experience, you know, like that with other stuff. I've always been a performer, but with songwriting, it was like this new magical superpower or something. That's my childhood yeah. background. Well, and it's really a gift to be able to take um, an experience and emotion and to be able to put it into lyrics. And um, so why did you write the song Firefly? Well, we were in your class, Dr. Denise, the um, play therapy um, intensive with Lipscomb. And at the end of our time, you asked us if we would bring a give back to the other people that were in the intensive and it was the night before the give backs were due and I was in the shower and I literally I just hadn't written in so long because I've been really busy and I thought I really want to write a song and a an image of a firefly popped in and I thought I want to write a song for tomorrow but I don't think I'm going to be able to and then like an hour later I was done and crying and like sending it to I sent it to someone in the class I said I'm about to make some people cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I might be one of them. <laughs> well, I was, we all kind of, we were all very tired too. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's the inspiration behind it. Yeah. And so you shared it in front of the mm-hmm. whole class. You played it and sang mm-hmm. it as your give back. Yeah. I, I printed out the lyrics and just, I didn't introduce it. I don't think I just sat down and played it and it felt like such a good recap of the weekend that, and I, and I wanted to make sure to really look down at the words. Cause if I felt like people were being moved emotionally, it would mess me up and I wouldn't be able to finish the song. And I don't say that out of, um, pride, but out of like, sometimes you just know when something is 
the right thing and fits kind of, it's like the, the little piece of the puzzle that kind of makes the puzzle glow. Maybe, I don't know. Glow like a firefly. Glow like a firefly. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I mentioned this process of taking experience and emotion and distilling it. How do you do that? I think we had so much emotion over our weekend intensive and uh, I think it's 45 hours, right? Isn't that our, what we have to accomplish? And so, and working so personally with other people and feeling their stories and hearing their stories and their uniqueness, but at the same time, such striking commonalities. And, you know, we love to say what I've learned in the the field thus far is normalizing things. And so it was like a lot of really beautiful normalizing. And like I said, I was in the shower and it just kind of, it was just all in me. I got out of the shower, went to the couch, got my guitar and it kind of just flowed out. And I've had that's that's unique. I don't think that happens often. So sitting there at the couch and just kind of letting it flow, kind of like being available to what's coming out and like honoring that it's in there, giving it some time and just letting it do its thing, kind of being the tool for what's being poured out, if that makes sense. Completely. Yeah. And you did such a phenomenal job of that. And that's why it was so moving in the class. So I know when I heard it the first time, uh, I asked you immediately, could we use this for the podcast? Because it really captures it. So what prompted the images of the firefly and the little bird? You know, I feel like both animals are small and have a big effect on their surrounding. So the first fireflies in the summer are like the best and you want to sit on your porch And there's this magic about them because they're literally glowing. Like what other, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of other things that glow, but we just have the privilege of like looking at tiny little flying stars or something. And then the little bird is the same. And there've been times that I've been outside just laughing at the cacawing and the, sometimes I think the birds are laughing at us. Like you guys are just, you don't know what you're doing. And I even had a friend who passed away and this bird was singing a song on the day that he died. And it was really beautiful because I was able to write a song with that melody to it. So I think like acknowledging these small things and their big abilities, but then on the flip side, what happens when, you know, a bird is meant to sing and a firefly is meant to glow. So what happens when those things get compromised for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd, I'd like to look at some of the specific lyrics. Um, so in verse one, um, you sing this beautiful verse that says, a firefly with a broken light, a lot of big things on your little mind. You wonder when you're going to shine again and make happy the night with your little light. So what did you want to convey about brokenness in that lyric? It's hard because to be perfectly honest, it was one of those things where when I sat down, it kind of moved out and like I was doing the lyrics and the rhymes and it was making sense, but not on a level where I'm like point A, point B, point C. But I remember changing that last line and make happy the night with your little light 
Yeah. So yeah. maybe it wasn't a conscious no. um, exploring brokenness. And right. yet there was a lot of that in the class that came out and mm-hmm. kind of a redemption around mm-hmm. the brokenness and, and just putting that into the lyric. Yeah. 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 So also in verse two, um, you, I love your lyrics. I just love the song so much. Um, you wrote little bird with a broken song and a lot of good things that just went wrong. You wonder when you'll get your song again and make happy the tree with the song you sing. It's such a hopeful look at happiness again and doing what you were meant to do. And so I know that this is a difficult question, but how does that healing happen? In the context of this, like, I feel like when I did write this verse, I was able to kind of picture a child more. And we'd been talking a lot about children that weekend. And thinking about the lot of good things that just went wrong, meaning like it's not your fault. It's not the bird's fault. And there's still some sort of a song in you. And I think it can, I can relate to that a little bit because with the music business, I felt like my songs weren't important and it kind of broke my ability in some ways. And so walking with what feels like brokenness, but then finding the song, finding your healing um, makes not only like happy the tree, makes not only the yourself happy, but also the surroundings happy, you know. It's all better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I share that in class a lot, but um, it, it's my philosophy of counseling is this idea that we all have our stuff, our, our places of being wounded and broken and hurting and painful experiences. And if we do our work and we work through those, then when we get to the other side, I truly believe that we are so much more equipped to help others. Yeah. And and I think that that's what I hear in those lyrics is that not only do you work through your stuff, but then that becomes your strength and it really does surround you and, and make those around you even better for it too. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I have, I'm not a journaler and I get really bummed because my sister who's a therapist, everybody I know, you need a journal, you need a journal. But I think my my songs are my journaling and I can't tell you how many times throughout my upbringing in my most painful and questioning moments I was able to write songs that were more profound than um, I could give myself credit for just because that suffering kind of does something that produces when it's well that produces something like kind of extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Combined with your talent. Because <laughs> it does take a talent to be able to do that. But yeah, I think you draw from those places. So in the chorus, you masterfully describe the therapeutic relationship through this child-centered lens, which we had, of course, been talking about during the class. Um, so how does this describe your own therapeutic work? And I want to read the lyrics to the chorus. Um, you've got so much to say and not a lot of words. I'll come along and believe that your light or your song isn't broken. Soon you're going to see that you've got what you need to shine or sing. Yeah. I think this was the most important thing that I walked away with that has stayed with me even as I've started to see clients in the past couple months for the first time ever as a professional person. Even if I'm still an intern, I still get to tell them I can handle your Um, I can walk with you as a professional, which is really cool. But um, 
you, Dr. Janice, just kept saying to us, the client has it in them and you have it in you. And you guys, you're not meant to fix them, but you're meant to walk with them and to help them, to help them see, not even to tell them that it's in them, but to help them see that they've already got what's in them. And I think that's, I've, I've done so, I have gone to therapy for so many years and I'm able to, in retrospect, look back and see that my therapist really allowed me to just talk, 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 get it out, get it out. And then at the end, I was like, that was amazing. Thank you. And she'd said three words the whole time, you know, um, especially with this whole concept of child, um, children and play therapy. I've started to consider it like it's an a unspoken language these playing with toys and even with music, it's not really like a language. It's this thing that's not our um, typical, you know, we all think we say language and we think words and the fluctuations of our voice and sentences and grammars. But it's this really interesting, different language that we get to work with an unspoken language to walk with them and just remind them you've already caught it. It's there. I might, point out something or I may just sit with you and watch you get it. You know, I mean, I definitely think that there's, we learned a lot more. It's not just, you know, we're sitting there in the room with them, but we're like moving along with them and sensing when to interpret, when to reflect, when to um, prompt. So. Yeah, absolutely. I I think all of that goes into it. And, um, and it's, it's that skill. I think it's just the way you've described your songwriting is, you know, that it, it feels sometimes like it just kind of comes out of you very naturally and comfortably. Um, and yet it is really couched in the ability to have the skills to do that. Mm-hmm. So in, in uh, play therapy, we have the skills to facilitate the process for the child, mm-hmm. um, but we let them do the work. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. On a side note that I have... Uh, been my practicum, my internship is with Austin P State University. And so I'm working with college students and I'm using so much play therapy with them, whether it's art, sand tray. And I, that was one of the things I was most scared about was losing my creative expression, but I'm bringing into my personal workspace a new refresh. I mean, my supervisors are telling me we love this. We let, we're going to pass this person on to you because it seems as if they need some play therapy. And so I get to embody and, and take with me the, the expressive arts into therapy, which has been more than exciting. Cause like I said, I was, I came from the music business and I thought I'm just going to lose all my expressive abilities. And it's only strengthened me as a, counselor with more than just, you know, children. I haven't worked with children. I've only worked with my, my cohort and then these college, wonderful college students. I never even knew I'd like working with college students and I love it. And yet the skills are really similar. They're the same. You're just, and I think about that all the time about walking with them, like, and and just sitting with them and believing. There are so many days that I'm like, I got to talk. I got to do this. I got to blah, blah, prompt, prompt, you know, interpret, blah. And I'll think to myself, it's already in them and it's already in you. And you're just kind of doing this dance, you know. And maybe it doesn't all rely on yeah. you. And I will say, I've had one client that said, I said, you know, what are you working towards? And he said, I'm just trying to get my glow back. And I'm like, okay. 
Mm-hmm. I got a song for you. I didn't play it for him. Absolutely. Uh, but that's yeah, what you wrote the song cool. to express. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So the more times I listen to the song, the more I love it. It just brings tears to my eyes. And I think, yes, this is what we do in play therapy. It's such an eloquent way to distill big concepts like unconditional positive regard or empathy and hope through pain. Um, so I just want to say thank you for sharing it with us. And if people want to find more of your work, where can they do that? So my stuff is all over. It's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and you can just search me out, Sarah Beth Go. And if I've, you know, I have um, Instagram, Sarah Beth Go. It's all Sarah Beth Go. Like, go, let's go. Kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Sarah is S-A-R-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm actually physically going to release this song December 15th. So I don't know what day it is today out for the listeners out there, but... December 15th is when it'll be on Spotify and all the streaming um, platforms. I can't wait to add it to my playlist. Yay! Everybody add it. Today, we have a special treat. We are going to leave you with the whole song and all of the beautiful lyrics and music that Sarah Beth has written. When I first heard episode one, my response at the end was that I wanted to hear the entire song, and I wanted you, our listeners, to hear it too. So, our audio engineer Sheldon suggested that we add the interview. This is why you should surround yourself with brilliant and talented people. I thought that idea was genius, and I'm so glad we were able to make it work. I hope you enjoyed this between episode and that you have subscribed so you get season two automatically delivered. Thanks to Sheldon Clark for working audio magic to make this a great listening experience, to Sarah Beth for graciously sharing her time and talents, and to Kara Allison for hours of behind the scenes work, launching the podcast, updating the website, checking the email, and getting me on Instagram. Play Therapy Across the Lifespan is made possible through the Lipscomb University Center for Play Therapy and Expressive Arts. If you have comments or questions, let us know at playtherapypodcast at gmail.com. We have links to Sarah Beth's music in the show notes for you and at the website playtherapypodcast.org. You can now find me on Instagram at playtherapy with Dr. Denise. That's D-R period. And my name is spelled without an E on the end, D-E-N-I-S. I hope you'll join us next season as we talk about play therapy and expressive arts. Now, here is the song, Firefly. I'm your host, Dr. Denise Thomas. Go play, create, and heal. Firefly With a broken light And a lot of big things On your little mind You wonder when You're gonna shine again And make happy the night With your little light You've got so much to say Your light is 
isn't broken And soon you're going to see That you've got what you need To shine Oh, oh A broken song and a lot of good things that just went wrong. You wonder when you'll get your song again and make happy the trees with the song you sing. You've got so much to say. broken.